Hello, everybody, and welcome to the hashtag Stop Living on Pause podcast, the podcast where we look to educate, empower, and entertain small business owners, entrepreneurs, and business developers finding new ways to build their business, especially those in the real estate industry. We are back. This is season two, episode 15. I can tell you, I am super excited for what we're going to be talking about today and the changes we have made to our format. I am your host, Jason Wells, ESQ, entrepreneur, business developer, realtor, all around Great guy. I stole that from Chris. You just I totally stole, stole that from Chris. <laughs> and I'm joined here with my co-host, the guy who is preparing for some kind of slim down American Ninja Warrior thing, Mr. Chris Niederhauser. I'm not. I'm not, but I am Chris Niederhauser. Guy. Let's do this. I'm excited. Let's, this is gonna be cool. Let's do this. All right. Something that's really exciting that we're doing this this year. All right. This year we have had a great opportunity to partner with an incredible group. We are partnering this year with Magnus Title Agency, and we have here with us the one and only, yes, the one and only, Miss Angela Kiernan. Let's see if I can bring her up on the screen. There she is. Angela, say hello. Hello. Okay, Angela, what do you do over there at Magnus Title? What don't we do? Pretty much, right? That sums it up. That's why she's here. Everything. So, obviously, we do, uh, we insure title for the consumer. But we provide real estate agents with marketing support. We provide loan officers with marketing support. So we're pretty much here to help everyone with all their business development needs, as you know. Absolutely. We've we've been working with Angela now for about the last four years or so. And I tell you, the kind of stuff that she's able to bring uh, in terms of who she is, her connections that she has, the stuff that they have over at Magnus to help you build your business, including the fact that they wanted to partner with this podcast to bring additional value to you, the real estate agents all across Arizona is pretty dang phenomenal. We're excited because we have a powerful list lineup starting today with Miss Stephanie Bullington. You guys yeah, will be hearing more from her and next week. Next week, our guest is. Um, actually, we are going with Janine Igliani. Janine Igliani, okay. Now, Janine Igliani, if you don't know about Janine Igliani, you're going to want to catch that. That's going to be a whole show all around farming and building your business quickly. I mean, she hasn't been in the business for more than just a couple of years, and she is absolutely killing it over 100 units. Quite impressive, yeah. Quite impressive. Amazing. Absolutely it is. So we thank you, Magnus. Thank you. Angela. Jason. Pretty awesome. This is going to be an ongoing thing that we're going to have with them going forward. Now, on to something that I know that people are dying to see, and that is that we continue to keep in place this year, and I have to say I have quite the game stepped up. It's sock game time. Here we go. Sock Let's game time. Let's Ready for this? All right. Here come my socks. Everybody see that? Watch this. I got to kick out Chris. My socks this week. Wouldn't you vote for them? Totally. See, that's what I'm saying. It's pretty. It's pretty much what I'm saying here. <laughs> Chris is complaining that under our new format, he has to be kicked out. So Jason here we go. Talk the whole freaking time. My socks are way better than that. All right, let's see Chris's socks. Ready? Here they come. Socks, Chris, are on 
the screen right. Let's forgive us. This is a new format for us. Why is your stock sucker coming up? He uh, wasn't going to wear them earlier. And I think you're just... you posted your socks. Yeah, they're there. Oh, I'm already getting likes. I don't know what All you're right, talking I'm about. At I think you are sabotaging my sock game on purpose. I can't even, nobody can even see him, Jason. You got him so small. This is going so awesome right now with the socks, Chris. <laughs> you're up there, but you're not talking about it. Chris has got some great socks on here. Just trust him, all right? Trust hey, him. go ahead and talk about it. It doesn't even it says that I'm not in the show. We're using B Live, so this is the first time we've used it. It's it's new, so I'm not sure that people can hear me, but if you can, be cool stance socks. They are sweet. You can't see everything there because the pictures are a little bit smaller, but they've got all sorts of little things on them. But the be cool man is what rules the day all right if you'd like to vote for our socks and actually kind of figure out what in the heck we were just talking about because that works so well for our first time using this <laughs> format it's instagram go to jason wells esq that's where you'll find the winning socks or you know you can travel over to kearney law chrnie law and find out what it means to be cool on your socks pretty much all right nice let's move on let's bring the people what they want and that is we want to introduce everybody now to Ms. Stephanie Bullington. Hello, Stephanie. Hey, Hi. Stephanie. Oh, like, I totally like Chris's socks better. That's what she's saying. Right uh, I was torn, honestly. I was really torn. But I think that they sabotage Chris. I'm going to go. I agree. I agree with that. Jason totally oh, sabotaged. No, no, no. There, there was, it was technical difficulties. You know, uh, we're going to go over here. Yeah, right. right on purpose. We're, we're going we're gonna to go with that was the it's case. It's a wardrobe malfunction. Dude. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, Miss Stephanie, right, well, we, have her on, we have Stephanie on today because Stephanie is a top producing agent, not only here in Phoenix, but in Tucson as well. And she has agreed to come on and talk about what it has what it has meant to her business or how it is that she has gone about building a business in two locations and not just one location like most of us. That's all we can handle is our own neighborhood. So Stephanie, okay. tell us how long you've been in the business. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, just go from there. Yeah. Okay, so I was licensed in 2004, so I've been in the business about 13, 14 years now. Um, I started my business in Tucson. I was born and raised in Tucson, actually, and relocated to the Valley in 2012. Um, it actually happened for me fairly organically, right before everybody else was trying to get into the expansion game, if you guys remember when that was rolled out. Um, so basically, we I was relocated. Uh, Mike actually was relocated for his job. And I just jumped in with both feet. And I said, I have a really uh, substantial business base in Tucson already. And I feel that we have loyal clients and customers, and I'll be able to still continue to service them the way that I have for the last eight years. And I'm excited to learn a new market and jump in with both feet. And I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. But um, it's worked out really well. So. That's that's really really awesome, especially because I mean I think when when as much as people if you haven't heard of expansion, there's this thing of expansion going on that uh, with 
in largely Keller Williams, they're pushing this idea of take, take your business from one location, put it out in another. We, we're doing expansion. We're in different states and, and stuff now. But you were doing it before people were, before Keller Williams was talking about it and doing it at a high level and very successful at that. So tell, guys, tell us. I'm having a little bit of a problem with my battery. Can you guys chat amongst yourselves for like two seconds? I apologize. We sure can. We sure can. So okay, Chris, give me two seconds. Chris, while she's, while she's checking on that, Tell the people a little bit about expansion. What exactly is this idea of expansion? Sure, yeah, expansion is one of the most exciting things that's happening right now in real estate. If you're operating a team, um, I'm sure that you've probably heard about it. If you're a single agent, the, the basic idea is that if you can create a sustainable business model that, that you believe is, is functioning well in one place, that just like you franchise some some kind of business, a, a Starbucks or some other business, you're franchising your own brand and your team and moving it to another place and growing it there. If you find the right people, it, it obviously helps. But we're going to talk about some of that stuff with Stephanie of what um, potholes she didn't foresee stepping in and and things that were just problematic throughout the process. Yeah, and and you know the the thing about expansion is. It, you begin to find quickly that it's something that's not for everyone. The key to expansion that we found is is having a one. You've got to be a dang good realtor like like Stephanie, and you got to have a keen business mind like Stephanie. And I believe she's signaling us here, ready to bring her back because I know folks would rather hear from her than from us. Welcome back, okay. Stephanie. Thank you. Sorry, technical difficulties no a couple problem. times here. That's all right. No problem. Okay. So, so what was it that led you to, to decide to expand? Because uh, we were talking here kind of what about expansion is, but it's not really for everyone. And, and how, how did you know or how did you just kind of feel that it was time to, to make that extension? You said you were raised in Tucson. What, what was it that brought you to Phoenix? Um, so pretty simplistically, there I have a huge base of a sphere in Tucson. And when I moved to the Phoenix Valley, I was able to capitalize on that sphere whether it was past clients, other agents that I knew, the company that I was with, um, and really referrals for a whole other market. Those referrals that were going to other agents in the Phoenix market, I was able to start building my business in Phoenix. So, that was, yeah, that was really the start of it. Um, and then, obviously, anybody who's begun in real estate, they know they start with a couple of clients and then it grows and you, uh, you know, eventually get more and more referrals in business. If, Hopefully you're doing your job well, people refer you, and you're asking for those referrals all the time. And that's basically how I grew my uh, my business in both cities organically. And also by doing a lot of diversification. So I diversified my business in a lot of ways. So um, not only do I get mostly referral-based business, but we also do um, active lead gen as well. So we will go after those expired, those for sale by owners, and really foster those new relationships into now our sphere has grown. So. Wow. It, it sounds like a formula that we've heard before. Oh, really? What's that? <laughs> the, the, if you do the work, right? There, there, it's, there, it's, it yeah, everybody... it's not like there was this big secret sauce thing. It wasn't like, obviously, you know, Stephanie came, met somebody who had this huge I... amount of business and wanted her to come up and run it. And that's why she did it. Right. That's not what happened. Okay, I didn't. I did not have anybody that handed me a team or a big amount of business. It was grown one at a time through hard work, getting up every single day, doing those daily activities. I might not be the sexiest thing in the world, but a lot of people want to hear that magic pill. Yeah. What's going to grow your business? How are you going to be successful in real estate? My answer is you have to get up every single 
day and do the work. It's sucked I mean, why wouldn't I want to go to Starbucks? I don't have to be at the office door knocking or calling my sphere. I don't have to be doing any of those things. But if you want to be successful in this business, you have to do those daily activities. Right. Let's back up a little bit and, and talk a little bit about what your team looked like when you were down in Tucson right before, like what made you feel comfortable to leave Tucson specifically and have, you know, the, all those people are now, they're sitting down there. What, what made you feel comfortable with that? Um, well, first of all, I had a small team. I, I had a full-time assistant and then a buyer's agent and I'm, you know, wasn't very far away. So it wasn't a, a big deal for me to be down there a couple of days a week. Um, right. And then basically recreated the, um, the piece that I had in Tucson as far as having surrounding myself with a couple of good people to start with. And that's where we expanded into this market. So, um, Basically, I'll tell you what our team looks like today, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's the next question is how did, what's evolved since then? Okay. So my husband was relocated from in a corporate job. Um, he was actually a retail store manager and decided that that world did not work for him anymore. And he actually came and joined me in real estate about three years ago. So he has been a huge asset to our team with both his communication, fun loving, friendliness, um, willingness to just jump in with both feet and do anything that is needed to be done. Uh, we have a full-time transaction coordinator that really coordinates all of our transactions in both cities. So uh, she's our central hub, if you will, and handles mm -hmm. all of the paperwork with the clients and communication. Um, we also have a full-time buyer's agent in Tucson, as well as a full-time buyer's agent that lives in Chandler who's from Tucson. So also that piece of being able to get referrals and and then uh, we actually just brought on a new buyer's agent as well who is a retired vet and he is just hitting the ground right. That's what our team looks like right now. Awesome. So do you still take yeah. all the listings? You're still the listing agent for both Tucson and and Phoenix, sorry? Um, I do the majority of the of the listings and with the support of, of our team, but definitely I don't do all of the listings. Our full-time has been able to step into that role and go on listing appointments and, and handle those nice. listings as well. So, yeah, absolutely. So that way I'm not running back and forth all the time and able to you know focus on continuing right. to grow. Yeah. Well, you know, um, you know when yeah. you, it, it's pretty awesome. I mean, to, to hear everything that you're doing today, uh, that you started there in Tucson, built a team, came up here, took advantage of some opportunities, applied the same principles that allowed you to be successful in Tucson, to be up here while maintaining relationships down there. Uh, that's all kind of like the nice, great, rosy picture. You know, your husband, he's now your partner, which I think is a critical thing you have to have when you're doing expansion. You got to have a partner that you work with. So you've got a partner in him. What were some of the tough, not so fun things that you've gone through in, in building your business to where it is today? Um, well, obviously, when you anytime you go into a new market, if you don't know it very well, then that's you either have to educate yourself on the new market, or you have to bring people into your business that are well versed in all aspects of that market. So, for me, I wanted to learn and learn the valley because I just moved here. Um, but then I brought in around me that really could give me the intricate 
the landscape of the market looked like in the valley. So uh, that was probably the biggest pitfall, I guess you could say, is just the learning curve. The learning curve whenever you do an expansion to a new city is going to probably be greater than the trajectory that you that you thought it was going to be in the first place. So. Mm -hmm. How long do you think it took you to get a handle on that? I would say a good 18 months, honestly. I think that if you're going to move into a new market, you need to give yourself 12 to 18 months to really expand into that market. It does not happen. Um, there's a lot of people that put way too short of a time frame. And if you're going to do it, you need to be in, in it for the long haul. Otherwise, you're just wasting time and money and spinning your wheels. So has that been your guys' experience as well? You, you have business too? Absolutely. That's been very much our experience. Yeah. When you go into a new location, you have to commit in that learning curve, just like you said. And you think that, you know, real estate is real estate, but real estate's local. Remember that. And so as much as you may know how to run comps and how to, to, to assess a property, it's knowing the nuances of the neighborhoods. It's knowing the nuances of the area, what buyers, how buyers are reacting, what what has the market been looking like over the last several months that's going to dictate what it'll look over the next few months going forward. And we found that it typically, when we go into a new location, you're running it about six to 12 months before you're turning a for your first uh, positive month. That's not that you're profitable, but your first positive month. So yeah, we, we've seen that, that exactly what you're talking about. Well, that's not just, okay, a lesson. Yeah, I, I... that's not just a lesson for expansion. That's a lesson for any real estate agent that's getting into the business is they think that they're going to have a transaction the first month and they're going to be profitable. Ultimately, their costs are way low, but like six months is a good rule of thumb for them to have business to actually their first or second closing, unless they're joining a team I know, that's giving them. Right. I know incredibly successful agents that it took nine to 12 months for them to get their first closing. So, you know, it's just uh, stick-to-itiveness is imperative in this business. You will not be successful if you're easily discouraged. You're going to hear no a thousand times before you're going to hear yes. Man, I've heard stick-to-itiveness so many times over the last like six months. I I think it's like this, it's this new thing, but it's Have you? it's so it's so true that that grit and having that grit in the the industry is is something that's it's required. I think with the way that that everything's going. Absolutely, totally so, agree. Stephanie, what are what are some tools that you you use in your business right now to to maintain that? Know, the level of service that you want to have for your clients in both Phoenix and Tucson, especially if you're up here in Phoenix for a time and as a listing agent, you're not there in Tucson. What, what are some things that you, you have in place that you, you have found allow you to leverage yourself and still maintain that high quality of customer service? I mean, the basic, the basic things that I should be using, which is a good CRM, um, you know, staying in contact with your with your sphere and your database. I have to give my company a little bit of a plug because we have an awesome tool at Revelation Real Estate, which is the exclusive program, which allows uh, our basically be farmed for us. So we can take that, you know, taking out all of the cards, all of the um, the email communication, they will do that for us. And actually it's been a huge benefit. We've had great feedback from all of our clients to sort of say, we're enjoying hearing from you on a regular basis and that's being done for us. And so that's that's a huge help to any agent's business. Well, that, that, that is, that's awesome. And, and I think that goes to, to some of the 
um, the, the key things that people have to remember that you do in real estate, that real estate, people say you know, it's a contact sport, but everyone's wanting to know how do I do Facebook ads better? How do I do Facebook Live? How do I you know, convert leads over the internet? Everything though that you're saying, Stephanie, I don't hear that you, you're talking about the, the main tools and the main basis to your business has anything to do with that, and yet you're extremely successful in what you're doing. Talk, talk a little bit about the importance of those touches, and like you said, with the what Revelation, uh, your brokerage, Revelation Real Estate does for you guys, the use of your your database and your CRM, maintaining contact with all that, What because you're doing that extremely well, so what sort of things are you doing? Well, we stay in front of them with several tools. All of the tools that you just mentioned as far as social media are obviously imperative as well. I mean, we get we get people that are, they follow our remodels. They follow every single listing that we put on. So that's also a, a part of it. Um, but going back to, to the communication piece, I don't think it's just one thing. It's learning how to communicate with your clients and just staying in front of them in multiple arenas. I think you guys would agree. You can't just communicate with them on Facebook. You, they want to hear from you. They want to get a text message. They want to get a phone call. They want to get a card. I mean, these are basic principles that going, I mean, if you follow Brian Buffini at all, his entire platform is relationship based and staying in front of your clients and asking for referrals. And we, we actually embrace that approach to our business as well. But I think that's absolutely fantastic. And I, you make an excellent point there in that it's about communicating with your clients where they are. If your clients are on Facebook, Correct. it's having a strategy that you're talking to them on Facebook. If they're right. more into texting, it's having a strategy where you have a text method of getting yeah. to them. If they are the kind of person who wants to have more face-to-face -face interaction, that you have a strategy that you're getting there face-to-face -face with them. And it's not a one-size-fits-all. But you have to layer all Absolutely. of those things in. And you've done that over time. You've layered every single one of those pieces in, knowing that they are in all those places and you're going to go talk to them where they're at. Right. And it's easy to be distracted by, you know, we say it all the time, the new shiny tools. It's easy to buy into the lie that people are able to represent themselves and they don't need real estate agents anymore. And everything's so online that we're, you know, a dying breed. But ultimately, I don't buy that lie. I, I buy into the fact that there's still a huge section of the population that want that relationship, that want that communication that want that face-to-face -face time and need somebody they trust in order to help them in a big step of their life. Right, That's I think that that's cool. It touches on something that touches on the future of real estate. So as far as like, we hear that a lot. We hear that all the disruptive forces that are the, just the money that's coming in to disrupt real estate is, is kind mm -hmm. of overwhelming the amount of money that's there. That doesn't mean that, right. that that's gonna be successful. What do you see the future of real estate to be? Well, I think there's definitely an influx of, of people that are going online and, and finding their agents more online and trying to get a better deal, if you will. I think mm -hmm. that definitely um, it has is something that's been creeping up and is here. It's been here for the last uh, several years. But at the end of the day, the, the most valuable tool that I have in my business is, is still relationships. And to say that those relationships are going to go away would um, would be a detrimental thing. It's a huge it's a huge thing to say that somebody just isn't going to use you because they found somebody better on Zillow. I don't believe that. I believe that you just need to stay in front of your sphere and your database and and uh, really show them the value that you can offer. Because at the end of the day, the knowledge that I have is being 
somebody who's out there selling homes is contractually in uh, the trenches every single day cannot be replaced by anybody online. I, I, I really like that you make that point in this because, you know, there's so many people who we, we just did a market update. Okay, We do a market update once a month. And it's startling to me how often I hear agents totally concerned about open door, offer pad, instant offers, and whatever else is next to come in that. Oh, no, now Zillow's going to become a brokerage and Redfin's doing this. And they're, they're so worried about all these external factors instead of worrying about just what you said, worrying about the relationship. Look what you did in building two businesses. You got two strong, thriving businesses based on relationships. Those people aren't going anywhere. Even if those people would want to go look at Open Door, they, they might go look at Open Door or OfferPad, but they're still going to come talk to you about what they got, right? Whatever they received, if they wouldn't look at that, because they, you are the trusted person. And at the end of the day, there's always going to be a market for those for those sorts of services. They're not these evil companies that are coming to take away everything that the real estate agent has. They're they fulfill a need in the market. People need to move and do things out of convenience quickly sometimes. It's such a small percentage of it. I mean, we ran the numbers, Chris, what was for, like, I think we ran them on open door and it's like 2%. Yeah, it was one, one and a half percent of the market in Phoenix. Um, so that it's such a small percentage of the market and there's so much business and, and opportunity for others. Yeah, and I love that message. And I think that that's one that as real estate agents and professionals that we need to be, um, dispelling those myths that that people don't need us and they don't need the face-to-face -face interactions because ultimately they do. They feel more confident and secure if somebody that's experienced is on their side fighting for them. Absolutely, because something that a, a an automated service cannot do is at night talk you off the ledge when you're completely freaking out about something. They can't be there to offer yeah. you additional guidance and connect you with additional uh, uh, vendors or additional servicers that are going to help make the transaction come to pass. They can't strategically pivot as the transaction progresses and something happens that's going to stop it from closing. They, they can't do that. And that's where us as the agents, as the professionals who are educated, who have built the relationships and earned that trust, are always going to have a strong place in this business. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And another, you just touched on uh, value added services as far as, you know, we are, we like to consider ourselves start to finish A to Z um, red carpet, one-stop shop. So if somebody needs to going to, or one of my members is going to walk through as simplistic as it is, a lot of people do not know what they need to do to prepare their house properly to make it sellable. Just because you throw some pictures with a cell phone, you know, the toilet lid up <laughs> on MLS does not we mean that it's going horrible <laughs> the horrible MLS pictures. So we we really take and guide them from the very beginning. Hey, I'm trying. I'm thinking of listing my house. What can I get for it? through the entire process step by step and that oftentimes means getting our vendors in there to paint to replace the carpet we stage homes i personally actually have about um a whole warehouse actually of staging furniture where i can stage multiple homes at a time which nice. makes a difference it gives you the it gives you the emotional connective um aspect which is, and that's exactly what i built my business on is the is the emotional relationship um, connection that is necessary in order to facilitate these real estate transactions. 
So that touches just deeply on your, your value proposition that you bring to, to clients. Talk about how you yeah. developed that value proposition over the, the years and how you articulate that to your clients. Um, you know, as soon as I got into the business, I just wanted to be a resource and I wanted to be able to help people in any way, shape or form and not just be somebody that was, you know, had my hand out collecting a commission like the like the stigma that real estate has attached to it. So I wanted to dispel the stigma that real estate often has. And I decided to do that through being able to offer additional services, which, you know, include high level of communication, property preparation, um, staging, making sure that everybody knew what was happening at all times and being very educated as far as market contracts, negotiations. And that is, again, something that's not easy to replace. So from the time that I started, that was just ingrained in me. Um, I think it's a work ethic that honestly came about from my grandfather. He was a custom home builder and he you know, went above and beyond for his clients until the day he passed away. And, you know, you can't, you can't really ingrained in me. And I just built my business. My values were and my uh, beliefs were as far as what somebody should be getting when they choose me to service them. Well, Stephanie, that's awesome. And I, we really appreciate you joining us today on the Stop Living on Pause podcast. As a final thought, I'd like you to tell anybody out there who has considered the idea of, you know what, I have family or I have friends that live in Yuma, Flagstaff, Tucson. What kind of advice would you give to them today in preparing to be able to open and do the same kind of markets, uh, dual market domination that you are? Um, well, first, I would I would really sit down and map out what you has made you successful in the market that you're currently in and what the way is to recreate that or replicate it in the market that you're anticipating going to and really um, map out what you think could be the potential pitfalls like you asked and also sit down and get a mentor that's done it before because if you're just going out there and trial by error you're probably not going to see success as quickly as you as you would hope and it will be um, a futile effort so I would say get a mentor map out the way that you're going to be there get a game plan in place, and then uh, find good people to surround yourself with that have the same values as you. Wow, that's that's fantastic, fantastic, excellent, excellent advice. Chris, anything, last comments here that you have today? Man, I just love the, the last things that you just said about the mapping out what made you successful. I don't think a lot of people take enough time to be that self-aware. Um, they'll, they'll jump into things before they really have an answer of like a model that they're gonna be following. Um, I, I figured it out here and sometimes, I mean, I, I can tell you from personal experience, figuring out in one place doesn't necessarily mean you've got it figured out all the way in the other place. So that's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks well, again so, so much, Stephanie, for having us, having been willing to come on here with us today. Uh, we are, we're going to call that a wrap on episode 15. If you would like to continue to follow along, you can subscribe to the hashtag Stop Living on Pause podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and really any of your favorite podcast listening apps. We want you to be aware of a well as that. I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm hearing myself now. <laughs> you, you can uh, catch us in our web-based reality series, Press Play Reality. That's also available by searching for Press Play 
Reality on Facebook and YouTube. And we want to give a big shout out. Thank you to Angela and Magnus Title. And we are looking forward very much to this continued partnership as we are moving forward through the rest of this year. Thank you. So until next time, everybody, stop living on pause. Vote for my socks. <laughs>